0: gentlemen we have a, a special, special treat for you today, today.
1: We, we have, have the one the only welcome to the state lines network
0: hey friends welcome to episode 33 of the boldly going podcast i'm in las vegas sitting in my hotel room with my buddy jeremy <laughs> who's been on the podcast before say hi jeremy hello boldly going fans fans strong word <laughs> maybe listeners it'd be fun <laughs> Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for uh, listening. Episode 33 is with uh, my friend Akil Evans. Really brilliant guy. Um, Jeremy and I were just talking about Akil and uh, his, uh, I think you're really going to love the conversation. Uh, it starts out a little slow. We talk about some, uh, some different stuff, about how he ended up here in Vegas. And Akil is, uh, I like to call him Las Vegas's host. Just the host of Las Vegas in general, because I feel like he hosts everything. He hosts a game show. Um, he is a TV host. He's the host for a church, basically, an MC for a church in downtown Vegas. He does everything, and um, he is uh, some ways living his dream, and he's working on his dream of becoming a motivational speaker and bringing some knowledge and wisdom that he's learned in his life to help motivate and drive people to do things that are uh, to follow their dream. And, uh, one of the things he said, he's a big fan of, uh, he's a big fan of dragons and his Twitter or, uh, social media handle is dragon wisdom with a Z dragon wisdom with a Z. And, uh, the title of this episode is I met a dragon because at some point in his life, he met a dragon. And so you have to listen to the conversation to find out what that means and what that's about, but it's really brilliant. He talks about some great stuff that I think will really encourage you where he's at right now and his, uh, his journey towards his dream, and um, what this conversation kind of did for him, and hopefully it'll help you help you as well. And then to end it, he drops a rap on us uh, at the very end. So you got to stick all the way to the end to hear this this uh, this rap, this freestyle that he drops to encourage you as the listener. So do that. Make sure you stick all the way in. Real quick before forward jump jumping the episode. Um, gotta remind you, the State Lines Podcast Network that we're a part of. Please go check out. State line, state-lines.com. Go check out the other podcasts on the network, the other articles, and follow them on social media at StateLines. And also, I want to encourage you to always get involved in your community on some level. We'd love for you to be involved through my organization, Current Initiatives. You can follow us online or on social media at Engage Current. You can go to our website, EngageCurrent.org, find out how to get involved. Uh, currently we are on a national tour with the laundry project around. So we're doing six projects in five cities in four weeks. So that's why I'm in Las Vegas right now. Um, we did two projects here over the weekend. Uh, we're going to Chicago next, Cincinnati, Tampa, and Washington DC. So if you're in any of those cities, uh, would love for you to be involved with the laundry projects that we do there. So go check it out, engagecurrent.org and, uh, and find the information there and follow us. Now, let's hear from Akil. Go follow him on social media at Dragon Wisdom with a Z, -Z W-I-Z-D-O-M, at Dragon Wisdom. Go check him out. Go follow him. He's brilliant. This conversation is amazing, and I'm so excited for you to hear about how he met a dragon. Gotta kill Evans on the on the podcast today. I like to call you Mr. MC because I feel like you're the the Las Vegas king of Wow um, Not yet. Not yet. Working on it. Working on it. I think. I feel well, like. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're hanging out in my hotel room, or not my hotel room, but my hotel here in Vegas. Um, doing some projects out here, and uh, yeah, want to want to chat with. I know you as an as an MC because that's how I first met you with the Downtown Podcast. Like that's the context that I know you. I know you. <sighs> so uh, I guess give give everybody like tell everyone who you are.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I am Akil, the real deal with zeal and mass appeal. And you yep, You know what it is. <laughs> I like it. I'm making it do what it does, and I do what I love. And I knew. I'm a public speaker. It's really a challenge, actually, when people ask me what I do. Because uh, in public speaking, I knew I wanted to be a public speaker or do motivational speaking okay. when I graduated from high school. And so I took every and any opportunity. And honestly, since I moved to Vegas, I was surprised. I didn't see myself being an MC or hosting shows, TV shows, game shows. I thought as mo- my path, because what I was doing before I came here was just like high schools or a youth group. And so... Mm-hmm. Like I said, I took any opportunity to be on stage, to be in front of an audience, and that's, I'm glad I have, because it's led me to so many different things and like, downtown faith. Yeah. Uh,
0: so you, uh, so you grew up in church?
1: Yes. Grew up going to church. Okay. Not always the same church, but always going to church on Sundays as I was growing up. Okay. How'd you end up here in Vegas? Because I feel like no one, <laughs> everyone's got a story if they live in Vegas of how they got here. No doubt. So, after I graduated from college, my girlfriend, at the time, she, like, a little bit after we graduated, she moved to Vegas. We we're still being together, and after about six months of her here in Vegas, I moved out here, and I've been here ever since. have been here for two years now. Even though we separated, we still got love for each other, and I'm staying here because of the opportunity and, and how much how much I've been able to accomplish here in terms of my dreams of public speaking
0: yeah so you, did you have you would you say you've fallen in love with Vegas or just like Ooh.
1: yeah you can say that like I mean the great mistress this, over here <laughs> definitely because Vegas too I didn't know what to expect because before I came here I had never visited Vegas I wasn't interested in coming to Vegas and now, now I'm here it's got so much more to offer besides what I knew what I heard of on TV is Sin City yeah I'm definitely in love now. And it's cool to say you live in Vegas to all my friends that don't live <laughs> in Vegas. Yeah, I can see that. It's
0: so, it is funny because like being in Tampa and when we started doing projects out here and we would tell people that we're doing in Vegas, everyone <laughs> has a certain perspective of Vegas. Yep. And I would try to tell them, no, Vegas is not like... There's a whole lot more to it than what people see of just... I came in, I went to the strip, hung out at the casinos, and then I went home. There's a whole lot more... Life beyond that one that one street, I feel like.
1: Absolutely. What I was surprised to see, especially downtown, is the art community, how how large it is and how supportive the art community is. Yeah. Um, So,
0: motivational speaking. What's your like? What do you want to do with that? What's your what's your thing or your theme or whatever? Like,
1: I'm glad that you asked because. Recently, I've I've come to a point in my life where, I guess, you know, I said I take any opportunity when it came to public speaking, and sometimes my opportunities don't make money, and so right now, I'm in this point in my life where I have to look at everything I'm doing because I'm doing so many different things, so many different jobs, and I realize I've stopped creating content or working towards what I originally wanted as a motivational speaker, and my goal... Is to It started off being to inspire someone the way I was inspired by people that believed in me. And I, I'm glad that you asked me that because that's something I know I, I've been reflecting on recently. Because yeah. I haven't been working on myself. I've been working on all my other opportunities. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Um, yeah, because I feel like like most of motivational to say motivational speaking, is... Um, there's always a certain picture of that, of that person. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> uh, and I feel like some, some people with the motivational speaking, it's a, it's a gimmick. It's their, it's their gimmick kind of thing. <laughs> um, so, but like you don't have that kind of personality. You're, you're pretty genuine. Like I don't see I, watching you MC things. You're not a, you're not like, eh, like, you know, fireworks going off. You know, you're oh, try- yeah. like you're not like you're not like a magician up there trying to trying to keep everybody's attention like you're you, I feel like you're very you're very centered on who you are and what your personality is as an, on stage
1: yeah whenever I speak I try to when, I try to have a good time mm-hmm. with and have make sure everyone at least is is having a good time <laughs> when I speak no doubt and yeah I, I know what you mean, motivational speaking. People look at it as a gimmick. Or a lot of people, when I I would tell people that I introduced myself, they're like, okay, what do you speak about? Like, what is your kind of goals and how are you going to make money? Yeah. And even though I'm distracted right now, I know that everything I'm doing is going to be a part of my story.
0: Yeah. What do you think? um, Is it... I'm I'm trying to ask this. Is it... um, Do you feel like other things have been a distraction for you in that in that pursuit, or? yo,
1: no doubt. I mean, the need the need to make money has definitely been because yeah. because even though I still work in public speaking, n- now the things that I'm doing, I'm spending a lot of my time on are not necessarily as motivational speaking, like a game show or the TV or a new show, TV show, and I've been so caught up with wow, I'm making a lot of money now doing this stuff, right? And I kind of set aside my inspirational topics. Mm. (laughs) How does that feel? Like I said, I've been recently thinking about this and it's like... uh, It makes me feel... uh, It's a little frustrating. Yeah. Because everything that I do and I have going on is important to me. And I always... Even if it's not directly... We're coming to see this guy be a motivational speaker. I still try to let that sh- come out and when I'm talking to people mm. and it's been real frustrating because it's the limits that I have where I feel like I don't have enough time or i have because I have so many other things going on, I know it's just kind of in my head, and i gotta I gotta work it out so it's been frustrating, yeah because it's not it's also not the first time I've been in a spot where I have to where I like look at my life and'm like, you know I need to reevaluate and make sure I'm still going, yeah where I want to go,
0: yeah. You know what I think is great, though, is that you identify that and you can recognize that, like you said, you need to refocus or need to... Because I think a lot of people end up, uh, at some point, they just never, never recognize that. They get into the job, like you're saying, that is, now they're making a lot of money and they're comfortable. And at some point, they either forget... Mm-hmm. you know or that they've just ignored it for so long oh, that man. you know it's not a
1: I don't know yeah that's scary to me ignoring it for so long or eventually I'll get to it because that's how I've been feeling recently it's like every day I think oh I'll, I'll work on something today and then I'll think oh I'll just prepare for what everything else I have more time to do it and that's, yeah. that is scary to me that I'll forget
0: Hmm. How are you? So are you? Are you figuring out a way to balance? Because let's kind of run through all the things that you that you currently do. Like okay. You're uh, at least what I know. Of, so you can you can jump in and correct
1: me on these. You are an MC for a game show at the uh, Palms. I so I was originally the MC. Now I'm the host okay. for Lovers and Losers, the game show at okay. the Plaza, Plaza Hotel Casino. Uh, I, this new show I'm a host for on Channel Two here in Vegas called Downtown Las Vegas TV. I still work with my first opportunity. It was originally called the Downtown Podcast. Now it's the Vegas talk show. MC host for that. Downtown Faith. I MC, the new startup church we started downtown. Mm -hmm. And, oh, the new luxury theater, Eclipse. I'm an ambassador there. Right. Which is a cool theater, by the way. Yeah, it's dope.
0: We went to see Wonder Woman there the other night. It was that was awesome. The recliners, the in-theater service. Yep, yeah. It was not. Nice. I like their, we have one like that in Tampa, but uh, the setup of, of that one at Eclipse is really cool. Um, the way it's all laid out is really, it's awesome.
1: Oh, I'll, I need to take more advantage of the fact that I can see free movies. Yeah, you yeah. do. I would, if
0: I was in your shoes, I would just be living there. Like, they would just, <laughs> I'd be there all the time. Um, so, all, okay, so those things. right. Which I think you, I think you, this conversation with you is perfect for the podcast because so many people, at least the ones that I've, I've been able to talk to are friends that I know that listen once in a while. Like that struggle for so many people is very palpable, very real of they're working the job, that they have to, to pay the bills. They yeah. don't like it. And it seems like you like most of your jobs, but I feel like a lot of people just either they don't like it, they reluctantly get up every morning and go to work, and all the while they're thinking, if I could only do this. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Um, so I think, is, I think this is really important for them. So all of those things, what does that look like in your schedule? Like, what's your daily, oh.
1: what's your day, your week like, I guess you uh. could say? So Monday and Tuesday is a really, well, I say Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, are really challenged me because Sunday... Morning I have church, downtown faith, and normally I have some meetings. But then the next Monday morning, I have to work at the theater, and then right in the evening when I get off the theater, I have to change clothes and go and host the show that evening. And, and so, after I'm done with the show, I try to prepare for the next day, and then Tuesday is the same thing. I, host, or I work at the theater, and then I host the show afterwards. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, normally I only work at the theater. I don't have the game show, but I might have to film for the Channel Two show, DTLVTV, or Vegas Talk. And in the meantime, when I get off work at the theater, that's when I try to do some practice speech writing for whatever the game show, mm-hmm. the church, and rehearse that stuff, that kind of stuff. That's and a full week. You're telling me, man. You're <laughs> Telling me. So,
0: how are you? Are you f- starting to find a way to balance that, or have you learned to balance yet, or what? I,
1: I am. I definitely am, and it's uh, it's been talking about it more, being open, because a certain amount of pride that I have, where I, where because I've been successful, I think I just got to get through it by myself. But as I've been opening up to my friends, my Been acquainted with for a while now, Mm -hmm. and telling them how much it means to them because I have a lot of friends that are entrepreneurs. Just being around them and telling and seeing that how they're working, even if because they're in a similar situation, maybe they're working other stuff. Being around other like-minded people who have bigger goals and bigger dreams, and speaking about it with them, even Mm. with you, you know, uh, and hearing that other people are struggling in the same way. And so now the steps have been uh, (laughs) to get back to it is wake up earlier. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wake up earlier <laughs> I mean it sounds like you don't sleep <laughs> enough as it is <laughs> yeah, wake up earlier and and be more uh, be more direct or how I say purposeful in my mm. with my free time yeah because when I get some time to rewind I like to watch like YouTube for example and now I've been I'll make sure that if I'm going to watch a YouTube video to relax that I'm watching something that has to do with public speaking or I'm or I'm I'm watching something that I can study and mm. put in my own my own message yeah interesting It's trying to hack as some of my friends say hack myself yeah because we have our addictions our things that we go to when we're tired and yeah. still going to that but making sure that I'm using my time a little bit more wisely oh man
0: that's such a great point I, yeah. I don't want to give that up
1: giving up watching YouTube when I'm um, when I come back from work watching yeah. my favorite speaker or comedian
0: yeah Man, that is such a great point about uh, having, you know, you call it, I guess, addictions or like whatever your default, mm-hmm. I'm tired and I've got, I don't want to think about anything. This is our de- <laughs> That's our <laughs> default thing we go to, um, which I think is probably a good thing to have too because you need that recharge, but then that consuming more of your time than it should Man, that's yeah. You're. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Of just that default addiction that you fall into. Man, that's that's a great point. Do you feel like um, an important thing is being around those people that are doing something that they love, or they're they're trying to accomplish their dream?
1: Yes, Abs- absolutely. And the place where I live now, in the Gold Spike, the it's like a cas- a casino club hotel. The floor that I live on, thats the only or there's only two floors of residence, and almost all the residents are artists, entrepreneurs, designers, what have you. And the energy there, when I run into my other friends, there's one artist who's doing very well right now. He tra- When you see him, he transfer all that excitement and energy of what he's got going on, mm. and it fills me up, too, seeing someone else cause chasing his dream. And it's been hard for him recently until he got this big break, and that's... It helps so much. And not only that, telling, kind of having accountability partners in that sense. Mm-hmm. Where now when I tell my friends, I'm, I need to do more content for myself, I'm going to do this every week. They see me. When they see me, they ask me, hey, are you yeah. doing this, yeah. this and that. And that, that's been helping out so much. But it takes a lot to, to be open, or at least for me to be open about what I'm struggling with. Because I'm used to just relying on myself to... To do it, yeah, and practice by myself, yeah. To Be vulnerable—it's been helping a lot because I see other people struggle the same way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, isn't that isn't that a fascinating thing? Of, I think a lot of us naturally, uh, I, I gotta, I gotta pull myself up by my bootstraps. I gotta, I gotta yeah. do it, and like, I'm gonna give an example for me. Eight years ago, when I started Current. My organization. I had gone from being a being a pastor, working for a church, to doing that, and also part time working at Starbucks. And when I went to work at Starbucks, I, I kind of felt like a failure because I wasn't doing something that I the thing that I loved. You know, I do. And okay, I just work at
1: Starbucks. Oh, okay, I do.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and it and what it and so for a while there, I really. Um, I did not want to tell people that I did that also Yeah, you know because I felt like but because that vulnerability of like hey I'm trying to I'm trying to make my way and this is what I've got to do to make my way right now but I wanted everyone to see me as like oh he's being successful he's successful at that thing that other the thing that he loves oh man
1: yes I can relate to that
0: (coughs) yeah Uh, but so fast forward a little bit I left Starbucks for a while, and then I came back to Starbucks. And the second time around working for Starbucks, I had a completely different attitude. I was almost proud of it the second time around, because I kind of realized, for me personally, oh, this is the this is the engine right now for me to do this other thing. There it is, and I should be proud of that, you know. Um, and it was, but also that vul- when I started opening up and being vulnerable and allowing people into that, that I started changing my perspective of it. Like you're saying, of being around these guys and ladies that are doing it, that live, you know, there and they're, they're struggling through their thing as well and feeding off each other with that. Yes. That's a really, that's a, um, it, that place that
1: you live is fascinating. It really is. It's, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, I'm glad I have discipline or enough discipline where I don't, I don't go out to party every mm-hmm. night because I literally do live at the club. All I got to do is go downstairs. Yeah. Of, I have to pay the fee
0: to get in. That's yeah, true. You can just walk in
1: like, hey, I'm, I'm going to my house, my home. Yeah. But I, I love it there because, of, like we already mentioned, all of the different people that I'm living with, all the artists, entrepreneurs, It's amazing, to be honest. It's it's surreal. I I was talking with a friend earlier this week, and I was like, "Yeah, we are, we are blessed. We are very lucky to be living in downtown Las Vegas in the most popular club with all these other artists, entrepreneurs, developers." Yeah, Yeah. your life kind of sounds
0: like an MTV show, reality (laughs) show. They used to film the Real World. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, they did that one season. how do you? Um, speaking of that, like you live at a club, a club. You don't live actually in the club itself. Uh, <laughs> um, you live in that world. Oh, actually, before we get into that, one thing that most people don't know about Vegas, downtown Vegas, is yeah. that it is a it is a serious hub of um, entrepreneurship, startups, all of that. It's like the it's like the startup capital of America right now. I feel like.
1: Oh. Yeah, I'll say I've seen a lot of businesses be born in downtown Las Vegas, mm-hmm. which usually you hear about Vegas things
0: dying there. Not
1: people. People. Some have gone or be
0: re- been reinvented. Yeah. Um, do you think that whole vibe in
1: down in downtown is a is a motivator for you? Oh no doubt. Yeah, my the culture that I have the community I have in the building is just. Um, microcosm of what I think downtown is. There's so many different uh, co-working spaces Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are free. And just like how we met at the podcast, which is a networking event. That's all what it's about. That's even how I met Pastor Jeremy, who I work with now Mm -hmm. at Downtown Faith. How how did you get into uh, working with the Downtown Podcast? Yes. So when I first moved to Vegas, uh, didn't have a job. I was—that's how I ended up working at Starbucks. I was okay. walking around close to where I lived because my first move, I lived at the Ghost Bike too. Okay. Walking around, applying everywhere, I was really looking, telling people when I met new people. I'm a public speaker. I'm just new to Vegas, and a few people pointed me that way to the podcast. They said you should check it out. It's a great networking event. I came and I was in the audience, and I saw what was going on in the show, and I was like, you know what? I could be—I could add something to it. Is what I thought. I could be a great MC, and I asked the the person directing it. He gave me a chance to see what I could do, and I, he was happy with it. And I got the and I got the position there. And to me, that was a huge. I knew moving to Vegas was like was the right thing to do because I've been working for public speaking, doing public speaking for already like four or five years mm-hmm. in my hometown in Ohio, and I knew I just. I knew I had what it t- took to be successful, and not that I wasn't successful before, but once, all I needed was a chance to be on stage like that here in Vegas, and yeah. I got that at the podcast, Yeah, and it wasn't so much about who I knew, or my resume, it was like, if I could do it, then you got the job.
0: Would you say, so from a motivational standpoint, would you say a good portion of making it in the thing that you want to do? Uh, is believing in your ability to do it?
1: Absolutely, believing in that you can do it. Absolutely, uh, yes. I'm I'm thankful that my mom has always instilled that in me that I could I could do whatever I put my mind to, and I I feel like I've struggled, but never really in the way that it seems other people do. Where I I never really doubted. Myself in terms of public. Once I knew, that's what I wanted to do. To me, it was nothing. It was no like, oh, can I really do this? Because mm. I had so much people like, what are you going to study? What are you going to study in college yeah. to become a motivational speaker? How are you going to make money? You know, my friends say or that or and I just, I just went with it. I was like, I don't know, but I know this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, <laughs> that's do. funny. How young were
0: you when you when you determined that for yourself that that's what you wanted to do?
1: Just in. I was probably 17 or 18. Okay. Just about to graduate high school. <laughs>
0: what put you on
1: that? <laughs> what, made, what made you go, you know what, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I was, my mom always put me in a, a lot of different entertainment stuff, and one of the things was like Toastmasters. It was a teen Toastmasters okay. club, and I had a good time doing that. I was, I had some natural talents with it, and then I thought about, as I, I started looking at the people I admired. And there was one particular teacher in high school who brought me and other students to start a leadership group and I wasn't, I didn't have a bad trajectory before I met him, but he definitely is part of the reason I'm successful as I am today, that organization. And I thought to myself, I need to do that, that's what I want to do for someone else is is see something in them and make them believe, dream even bigger Mm. than what they are now.
0: Yeah. You think uh, some people
1: dream too small? Uh, now that you say that? Yes. Me, myself included, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was, I'm glad that I, I'm open to, I say, I said to myself I'd be open to any public speaking, because originally I was, even though I'm, I said that, I thought to myself, still, I'll be open to anything, but I'm going to be doing, only speaking to high schools. Who else is going to listen to me? I'm just, I'm just 20-something. Who else is going to listen to me besides people younger than me, is what oh, I, I thought yeah. at first. So yes, people sometimes we do dream too little and a lesson that I learned over and over again, I wish that I didn't have to keep on learning it, is that the only limits are really what really we got going on in our head.
0: Yeah. What do you think that is? <laughs> Why is <think> it <laughs> that way? Yeah, you think is it you think there's cultural things that push us that way? You think it's something internal that we do to ourselves that we
1: Honestly, for me, I don't like... I definitely am an entrepreneur at heart. And I don't like the idea of sometimes taking a new project for myself or even working for other people. Because I don't like... Just personally, I don't like uh, having... Knowing, waking up and knowing I have the schedule and I have to do this certain amount of work mm. to, to be successful, basically. having And to me, it's scary to, to think my life is going to turn into a routine of... I have to do this amount of work Mm. every day. And so that's why sometimes I hold off on doing more things because I feel like it's going to trap me. It's going to lock me. Or sometimes we're afraid, what if I do this and it really does take off? Then I'm really going to have to work harder. (laughs) No, you know, then I really have to work. That's kind of where I'm coming from. Then I'm really going to have to work harder and continue working harder and harder for for this to sustain for me to be successful. Oh, man. Interesting. It could be a fear of... The more work that's going to come from me chasing that dream and can I keep it up you know a little yeah. bit of self-doubt
0: yeah. So what do you do with that? what do you, do, yeah. you person do with that to keep to keep moving and to keep hustling for that
1: So recently like I've, it's been a little bit a dip for me in my output and my energy towards my motivational speaking. Mm-hmm. and recently what I've been trying to do is get back to all those things that as a kid inspired me. My brand mm. is dragon wisdom. And for me, dragons are my favorite animal. Okay. Uh, when I, I when I was young, I thought everything cool came from Japan, video games, Pokemon, it's amazing cartoons. So uh huh. I, I knew I wanted a dream of mine since I was young to go was to go to Japan. I made that dream come true in college, and I met a dragon in Japan. That wisdom that I got from the dragon is a wisdom I continue to use today. And so what I've been trying to do is go back to all those things that inspired me as a kid, dragons. Look, Uh buying more like even this Dragon Ring I brought recently um, my favorite movies How to Train Dragon 2 watching that again getting back to all those things that make my imagination flow and make me feel like life has more to offer than beyond what we can see by circumstances so just going back to your muses yeah that's so okay so
0: that's really interesting to me Talking about the dragon thing, like what is it about dragons, or what was it, or was it just right that instant?
1: It was like the dragons mean a lot to me, and even if I'm still learning how. It's interesting. I'm still learning how much dragons really, truly mean to me. Okay. Because at first, it was kind of like uh, dragons are cool. They're mythical. I believe they exist. Some people don't. Yeah. And they breathe You know, in Asian culture, they're wise. They're wise. They're seen as uh, mythical, m- magical, mm-hmm. actually, s- sometimes in Asian culture a dragon is a fusion of all these, like it has the antlers of a deer, the, yeah. the mouth or the, the face of a lion and the mouth of a crocodile. And, the, and But then in Eastern culture, dragons are a lot of times an obstacle or something that has to be overcome. And meet my love for fantasy and fiction, I think that's where it originally came up out of. And... and uh, as I became older, I was, I was after my grandmother had passed away, my grandmother passed away from cancer, okay. and she smoked. She smoked cigarettes when I was young, and I knew it was a bad thing. I would always talk to her, like ask her, "Please don't smoke." I would I would make signs that say, "You know, no smoking," and put them around the mm-hmm. house. <laughs> and I remember it, it was maybe two years ago after I'd already come up with Dragon Wisdom. I was thinking about I was thinking about my grandmother. I don't know why, and I was thinking about it. A memory I had with her on, the, on our balcony where she was smoking cigarettes outside. And I knew she didn't, she knew I didn't like it. So she would stop smoking if I came around. So I went outside with her to, to be out there where she was smoking. And I looked at her smoking and it actually looked cool to me. Because she blew the smoke, she blew the smoke out of her nose a certain way. And when I saw that, and I didn't even remember this, this memory just triggered like maybe a year ago. After I'd already came up with Dragon wisdom, I remember saying to her, wow, you look like a dragon. When you do that. When you do that again. And when that hit me, that that was during a time, I think, I might have been struggling then. And when that hit me, it made me realize, wow, dragons really do mean a lot to me. Even more so than I knew. Yeah. Wow. That's... So when you went to Japan? Yes. Okay. You say you met a dragon. Yes. Explain that a little bit. That... Everyone wants... Whenever I say that little part, everyone wants to know, what does that mean? All right. What does that mean? And I... Because to the <laughs> To the
0: uninitiated, as I like to say, uh, to go... Well, oh, that's an odd thing to say. The kill must have been high. He made a dragon, all right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will... I, li- I like to... Whenever I say that, to me, I, I can't even tell you it's meeting a dragon was one specific thing i like to say it that way and it's it is seem kind of bizarre cuz i want yeah. i wanted to i want to see what it does to people's imagination Yeah. To see if i if i if they wondered if i really did meet a dragon or was it some person yeah. i met and it's all it's everything that when you when you hear me say dragon i met one it's whatever you can imagine is what i mean okay so um
0: To think how uh, there's a collective of things for you in that essentially like there are multiple things on that trip for you or even since then of that you would consider a Meta Dragon
1: yes yes so much from the yes the people that I met there the, the challenge for example I said Western and Eastern Dragons so mm-hmm. the challenges of culture shock I, I've been studying the language for four years at the time. Even still, there were some language barriers. That was more like the medieval dragon that you have to overcome. Mm, so that. Okay. And then there's, to the wisdom of Asian culture and how much is Jap- Japanese culture, and they do have dragons in their mythology. Yeah. The wisdom that I got there, how they live, and then, then to the traveling. I say. Mm, okay. Between, and seeing, because for me, to go there... I'm still in debt, paying off the loans. And where I come from, uh, where I come from, people, <laughs> a lot of people are proud of me, and I, and I had people doubt me. My own friends and family doubt that I can make it to Japan. And the biggest thing for me, dragons, yeah. Oh man, I, I'll, I'll tell you that story a little bit. But the, the biggest thing is that dragons—you uh, have to see beyond. I believe in dragons. Some people don't believe they exist, but to make your dreams come true, you have to see beyond what. What is your circumstance, which you can actually mm. see, or beyond what people are telling you is possible or not possible? Yeah. And You're so right. That's the dragon wisdom. And so I, I love I, it. <laughs> so, I have a friend, too many people that didn't believe me and are pe- are having faith in yourself. In high school, I had a friend who's Japanese American. Actually, we played soccer since he moved to the school. Okay. When he graduated high school, he went to Japan for school because okay. it's much less expensive. And I would see him I started studying Japanese I wanted to go study abroad Right away in college I would see him On breaks In between college And I'd see him And I'd be like Hey I'm gonna come And study abroad I'm gonna come Visit you in Japan And I'm sure yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people Said that And he would be like Sure Whatever okay. And like maybe the second year I could start Speaking Japanese And I'd be like Hey I'd be like konbanwa." I'm gonna come visit you in Japan. And he he, raise his eyebrow and be like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." And still, I can st- still see it on his face. Sure, yeah. whatever. Yeah, this guy. This guy ain't coming to China. Third year, I can say it in Japanese. Hey, I'm gonna come visit you in Japan this this time and this. And you know, he's really like, "Oh, okay, sure, I'll be ready." So you know. The, Wait, and you said it to him in in Japanese. In Japanese. In okay. Japanese. So right. I remember the year I'm getting ready. I'm packing my stuff. I call him. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, I actually arranged it." I was studying abroad at his school, his university. And I'm calling him, like, yeah, man, I'm going to come. I'm going to be there for the semester. He's like, yeah, sure, sounds cool. I land in Japan. I call him again. I'm like, I'm here in Japan. He's like, what, really? So cool, whatever. He's like, what school are you going to? I'm like, I told you, I'm going to your school. And it's not until I was on a tour with all the other exchange students walking around the campus. And it wasn't until I could tell you, it wasn't until that moment that he saw me. In Japan, on the campus, that he actually on his face, that he believed that I was, like, was coming. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow,
0: man. Do you think? Do you think saying that to him constantly, and him somewhat doubting you, pushed you farther along down that down that path?
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I wasn't ever too, when he, yeah, when he didn't believe me, it wasn't, I wasn't discouraged. I yeah, was just like, take bro, it like, I'm, because oh, I knew in my heart I was going. I was just like, yeah. bro, I'm coming. I'm yeah. going to show you. You're right. going to see. Yeah.
0: Man, that's interesting. Because that, uh, there's always a, there's an interesting thing to me about like doubter, like people that doubt you and speak that doubt to you can derail you. Or it can motivate you, and there's a very fine line between the two. But I, I'm a big believer, in it's it's ultimately necessary for some doubt to come your way.
1: Yeah, that's probably actually one of my more motivating things. <laughs> Is when, like I had, like I said, I had friends, friends who were studying to be doctors or attorneys, mm-hmm. being finance, and, and you know we're talking in college or talking about what we're gonna do. And my friend's like, how are you gonna make money, man? Or how you do this and that? And that was really like, I don't know how, but I'm gonna make money doing what I love. It was Mm -hmm. how I felt about it when he said that. Yeah. (laughs) Man, that's awesome. So, why, um, what do you think,
0: was it the, like, where you grew up and this, like, the type of school you were in or anything like that? Is that why he would have, or why people doubted you or why he would have said, oh, okay, yeah, he's not coming in Japan? I think
1: because, oh, what, for Japan? Yeah. I think it was because we had so many friends that said they wanted to go to Japan when he was there. Mm. Probably so many. I was probably the only one that actually went. Okay. And I think that was part of it. And I mean, think think of I understand why he doubted me. Someone saying I'm gonna st- I'm studying Japanese for four years and I'm gonna come visit you in Japan. Right. Right. We're friends, but not like as his best friend are. Yeah. So I can see why he doubted me in that way. I don't hold it against... I didn't hold it against them. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Um, So, uh, tell me a little bit more about dragons. The difference. Because I... I I was thinking as you were talking about that, I've done several weddings where, um, like, one side or the other bride or groom is... um, Has Asian heritage. Like, families grew up in Japan or things like that. And they've had... Like the, the dragon I forget what it's called but the dragon like dance basically yeah. at their at the reception mm-hmm. and stuff like that and um, I haven't studied it much but it's an interesting thing to me that that is a dragon's typically seen as like they destroy everything but this is a celebratory thing like that dragon is a celebratory blessing on you as a on your marriage kind of thing so unpack the unpack well, the,
1: some I like the Asian dragons a lot better because they are most of the time wisdom okay for, or they represent a force of nature m- magical okay. and I know in the story of the Zodiac the, actually the I don't know the exact order of the Zodiac but I know that how they decided the order was a race the emperor Mm-hmm. He's got all the animals together and said, You're gonna, we're going to race to see who comes first. And I know that the rat won because he tricked the cat and not going. He rode on the ox and jumped on the ox right when they were going to reach the end because there's a river yeah. at the end. Yeah. And in that story, I didn't pay too much attention to the other animals, but I know in that story the dragon, who is could fly, is magical, could win first place, no problem. Right. But in the story, the reason the dragon doesn't is because it sees, like, the goat, I think it's the goat, the monkey, and the chicken. They built a raft to cross the last part of the water, and the dragon saw them and came down to blow some wind, and so they could <laughs> finish the race. Oh, wow. And that's why the dragon ended up being, like, spit or whatever. Okay. Because it helped out some other animals on the race. Oh, man. Yeah. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I love that story. <laughs> that's so cool. So...
0: So they embrace the dragon, like Asian culture embraces the dragon as a source of wisdom and goodness. But then
1: extrapolate that to other, um, other cultures. I didn't think so about like, this,
0: that from a cultural standpoint and the view and acceptance of a dragon being different ways.
1: And this is part of the reason why I think, personally, dragons are real. Because you see, they're in Asian culture. You see them in Aztecs, <laughs> and in mm-hmm, England. Mm-hmm. And in England, and you know the medieval times, the dragons are... You gotta save the princess. Right. But to protect the kingdom, you gotta slay the dragon. hmm And it's it's much more something to overcome some evil in the world. And I think it sometimes represents something in ourselves, the dragon that we have to slay. Yeah. And it's in particular, I like, the, you know, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, Bilbo Baggins, the the first story where he goes. Yeah, the Hobbit. They, they get the ring in the Hobbit, and Smaug is the dragon right. in that one. And I think there's a lot of symbols a lot of things that you can learn from smog because the, you know the way that they end up destroying smog they shoot the arrow at his belly right. in one spot that is uh, like that's where his weak spot is the right. belly there's, okay. a, there's a soft spot there and they think he's got a scale missing and smog hoards all the treasure right. all the gold all the treasure and yet dragons like humans we like material things gold and flashy things but really, as I study some more about dragons in that time in the culture, why they why they collect all that gold and stuff, and they they sleep on it. Mm-hmm. It's some of, some of the gold and the rubies and the diamonds they get embedded in their in their scales and their skins, and it can protect those weak spots. Oh, wow! And this and what better protection for a dragon who's kind of vain to have gold and diamonds right. and it's protecting their weak spots. And to me, that's like I say they represent something we have to overcome because what, what am I in my life what am I putting on what am I wearing to protect or cover up my soft spots the way that smog is oh man it's the dragon wisdom <laughs> you just blew you
0: blew my mind with some dragon wisdom seriously yes. dude that is amazing I'm, I didn't know that about the that being a reason why dragons like hoarding gold and all that kind of stuff that's incredible. Oh, what a metaphor. Right? <laughs> man. I got, I got nothing else to say after that. Like, you, <laughs> Oh, man. So, please tell me in your motivational speaking that this, that that's part of your...
1: So those, I mean, what I said about the Zodiac and even smog, those are... Back when I was hustling every day... Working on Dragon Wisdom, I was always writing stories, always researching things like this. And those are definitely things that I want to continue to speak about.
0: Yeah. Man, that's so brilliant. Man, I love that. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's why I wanted to have you on. I knew there was. Because I'd seen your handle before. I've seen. Like, I knew about your Dragon Wisdom. And I've. I don't think I even asked Jeremy about it. I'm curious about it. So I'm glad you explained that. Because that makes. I love it, man. That's so great. Um, So let me ask you this: with that, with what you're doing for work, and it being Vegas, being Vegas being what it is in a lot of ways, you're also a person of faith. Yes. Um, What is the balance there for you?
1: (sighs) A balance in my faith. So. Luckily, I was in a relationship for most of my time here in Vegas. And even so, uh, my personality, I, I stay away from certain things. Like, I don't gamble. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I could easily get into the rush or hoping that I can win a lot of money. Yeah. And I keep them keep going back. So that's pretty, it's it's a lot easier for me to stay away from the, the vices that we have in Vegas. Because honestly, I didn't know... As much as I say Vegas is more than Sin City, it, there is a reason why they call it Sin City. Yeah, you can get, you have the money, you can get anything mm-hmm. that you desire mm-hmm. here. And as I say, it's supposed. To, what happens here stays here, and uh, I just thank God that the way I was raised, the way that I even view women, like <sighs> I never really have. I'm not so much into the one night stand anyway mm-hmm. and so I'm just glad that I'm glad that I had the foundation I did before I moved to Vegas because yeah. I could see how it could just sweep me right under from underneath my feet yeah and I I gotta thank the people that I'm around now as well that's why I don't get caught up in uh, going to the strip club I don't got that type of money anyway to be going to the strip yeah. club but uh, it's I'll tell you this I've noticed since I moved here that I I wouldn't say that I'm a bad person now, but I've, there's some things that habits I've picked up that I don't like. For example, we have a lot of homeless people around downtown. Uh-huh. And before, I would always take the time, no matter what, and speak and talk to them. Uh-huh. And even if I'm not giving them money or giving them anything, but nowadays I'm kind of jaded yeah. at, when I talk to them. And it's too because in Vegas, there's a lot of hustlers. I've been hustled. I've seen someone ask me for money, I'm thinking I'm helping them out, but I see them do something else uh-huh. with the money. and Or even... Uh, yeah, with that, and then just being—I—I I found I have come a little bit more self-centered. And so, mm-hmm. what I try to do to keep myself is uh, talk to my friends back home. Yeah. And going, having downtown faith, the church talks out a lot. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome.
0: You know, it's interesting you mentioned that about the the homeless. In response, last night cause we were walking. We walked because our hotel right here at the Renaissance. The wind is right across the street, and. We went to, uh, it's one of my, the, the Parasol Up-Down, Parasol Up, Parasol Down Bar. Like, it's a, there's a like a waterfall. Oh, okay. Um, uh, like, they do a, like a water and light show kind of out there. So we went over yeah. there. It's one of my favorite spots on the Strip. Like, I don't go to, I don't usually hang out at spots on the Strip, but that's one place that I'll go sit and have a drink. And so Josh and Corey here with me. And so we're walking over, and on the path, which is so fascinating to me, again, that... Here's a here's a place that is very rich and very opulent, and on the walking path up to that building is the poorest of the poor, mm-hmm. person sleeping on the sidewalk, lay, laying on the sidewalk, kind of thing. It's an interesting like um, dichotomy of all of this up here and then this that just gets ignored largely. And so we're walking by Corey and I and Josh, like see this guy sitting there, and he you can see him far enough off, and then as he sees us he immediately starts shaking his cup yeah and um and so we're walking up and Corey Corey's the one in front of us and he said, asked him about money hey got any you change or money or something like that and Corey uh just said no sorry man I don't have any cash on me uh something I don't remember what else he said um and the guy's response was yeah man no worries man I, thanks for thanks for just saying something right I appreciate you just saying something, which, yeah, Corey would say like, blew his mind that that was his response of, like, that we just, oh, sorry, man, like, we acknowledged him as a human being sitting there, at least.
1: Yes. That's like, the most
0: meaningful thing in the world to him, that we just acknowledged him as a person. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's interesting you bring that up, because I could see how you would get passing by that every single day.
1: Yep yeah definitely but like Corey did that makes all the that makes all the the difference still speaking to someone looking them in the eye speaking to someone even if you tell them no um just I'm
0: curious on a motivational level of motivational speaking do you have any inspirations of people that are
1: like other motivational speakers that are inspirations to you definitely Les Brown is one of my favorites uh I definitely looked at his looked at his story when I first moved here, because he worked at a radio station for free, like cleaning up, until he got uh was able to build their trust and got an opportunity. Interesting. Okay, okay. To speak on the radio, he paid attention to everything that was going on, and when the the host couldn't show up, he said, "I know how to do it," and stepped and stepped up. He was ready for his moment, stepped up and did it, and uh, I definitely definitely looked the less Brown. There's some there's some younger people, too, that, because of how it is with YouTube and mm-hmm. social media, I want not say motivational speakers, but there's some positive people I look at. Prince, well, Prince EA, he's definitely looked at as a motivational speaker. Uh, I also, my mom, you know, she's mm. the reason I'm really as positive as I am. All right. And I have a mentor here. His name is Derek, Derek Smoot who is always, he's an entrepreneur and he, before I had a paying job, I got a chance to work with him and I learned a lot about hustle and I saw how he dealt with entrepreneurship. Uh, and yeah, similar to Les Brown, I was the, well yeah, the podcast I was working for free, but when I got the gig on the game show, Lovers or Losers, Todd Bridges was the host from Different Strokes okay. and I was the MC and announcer. And it was a similar thing Where I show up every night I was a warm up basically And I was announcing The name stage Show up every night Pay attention You know Think to myself uh, I was trying to stay humble But think to myself I could do that yeah. I can do that I would do that a little bit Different Yeah And it was a time I remember the first time He, he was on stage He just started He got sick He came back and Threw up in the trash, and they were everyone's panicking. They're like, they're looking around. And I was, <laughs> and he took off his mic, and I was like, I could, I could do it, I could go out there and host it. Yeah, and the director was like, You sure? He was like, You sure? You got it? I was like, Yeah, I got it. And that was from then, that's how I ended up getting the host eventually. Yeah, man,
0: that's awesome, that's really cool. So, uh, to kind of wrap it up, I always end with two questions one for you, one for the people listening. Obviously, the name of the podcast is boldly going. Creative, inspirational people of the universe on planet Earth, and my question: There's no right answer. I'm just curious for your opinion. Do you do you believe that every person has the ability to, as I say, boldly go and pursue accomplish that dream, pursue accomplish the thing that they are passionate about,
1: Jason? without a doubt I firmly believe I know that every dream every vision that you have that is actually a hint that's the universe there's a reason why we're thinking about that or dreaming of it the universe is hmm. hinting to us that it's ours that's why we're having the vision a dream and it's ours to go take yes Yes, we do have the power to boldly go and get it. That's the reason why we even dream about it. It's because it's ours. We just have to w- go and get it. And I wish I could, you know, feel that way Man. about myself all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, that's such a great point.
1: And I feel. Wow. That's a great
0: answer. Yeah, that's a great, great point. And when
1: you said, when we brought up boldly again, it made me think of this. I was in a hip hop group before I moved out here, and uh, I have this one little part about boldly and it's I boldly face every day with faith no matter what they say I'm going to keep this pace and move with haste on my dream chase throughout time and space sharing love's embrace I'm on the case to stop the hate that infiltrates our race I'm on the case like every day meeting face to face to illuminate so it's possible man if I could drop this mic right now I would (laughs) (laughs) or I'd let you drop it
0: (laughs) man that's so good I love that. Thank you. My my pleasure, man. So I got to throw, I got to drop. In <laughs> I, can't, I can't even like end the question. I want to end on that what you just said. But I'll throw this out there. You heard some dragon wisdom here from Akil. He dropped it on you. He dropped it on you in a rap. <laughs> he dropped it on you in so many ways in this. So my question to you to end it with, as you said boldly, giving you something to think about. What can you do this week? What's the one thing you can do to step towards accomplishing that dream you don't have to accomplish all of it right now it's one step at a time but you gotta start moving forward you gotta you gotta get up and as he said earlier be purposeful with your time take a step away from the default what can you do to move forward this week and chase that dream boldly Akil you're the man dude thank you so much for being on my pleasure that was great that was incredible Uh, when you're uh, when listen when you blow up the dragon wisdom is a book a bestseller I just want a copy sign that's all no doubt <laughs> um, alright man thank oh, you oh, oh real quick where can where can people find you how can they follow you yes
1: at dragon wisdom d-r-a-g-o-n w-i-z d-o-m so it's w-i-z not s Got on it. instagram and snapchat also I don't know how personal I'll get with my information but yeah, yes. yeah. That's the best place to find me. Okay. There's links to my website as well.
0: Awesome. Right on. Man, thank you. Guys, thanks for listening. More Dragon Wisdom in the future.
1: Boss, oh, everybody's done.